Buying a home is a major step in most people's lives. And foremost, households are the biggest purchase they will ever make. Home ownership plays a critical role in providing financial security for families, and it creates generational wealth. Yet in Africa, the housing deficit is enormous, with Uganda alone having a housing deficit of two and a half million units. And that shortage is growing at a rate of 10% per year. With a population of over 40 million, Uganda has only 30,000 home mortgages. This is a serious issue, as it has been a key contributor to extremely high poverty levels throughout the country and throughout the continent. Hello, I am your host, Mike Lake. And in this preview, I will be talking with Livingstone Mukasa about this issue and how his company, 4-1 Financial Services, is helping people invest their money and create affordable housing at the same time. Innovation, resiliency, discovery. Join Mike Lake, president and CEO of Leading Cities, as we explore the technologies shaping the possibilities of our future with a preview of tomorrow. Hello and welcome Livingston. Thank you so much for joining us today on Preview of Tomorrow. And of course, I, I do want to take a moment to thank all of you, our listeners and viewers. Today, I have the opportunity to introduce you to Livingston Mukasa. Uh, he is the CEO and co-founder of 41 Financial Services in Uganda, a company with a technology platform that aggregates micro-investments to build affordable homes. So Livingstone, I'm really excited to talk about this uh, issue of housing. Uh, but before we get into the issue, how tell us a little bit about yourself and how this became a passion of yours. Thank, thank you, Mike, for having me. And thank you for leading cities, for selecting foreign financial services. We are really geared and privileged to be part of the cohort of Acel City this year. Now, for us, uh, housing was not something we went straight in, but my background as Livingstone is that I grew up, I was born poor, and I was raised in, in poverty and in the slums for 10 years. And I lived in the slum, in poor housing, in squalor conditions, and my first instinct has always been to escape from poverty, escape away from, from, from the slums. And so I have been building solutions in my life that helps people make economic progress, just as I was lucky to go to school, start a business, and was able to succeed out loud. That's my passion. As long as I help people to escape poverty, it's my goal. Well, so it's interesting to me, and because we, we talk about this a lot on a global scale, but right here in the US as well, I mean, breaking free from that cycle of poverty is not an easy thing to do. So first of all, congratulations for doing it. Uh, I mean, not only is that a huge personal accomplishment, but it's such an inspiration to others. Um, and to see how you are now giving back and making it possible for others to break free of that cycle is, is really um, a, a powerful impact. Um, but let's face it, housing is a, a, a critical need, right? It's like food, water, and shelter, yep. basic need. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not just about shelter, as important as that is. But housing is also mm -hmm. and has traditionally been the source of wealth generation from one generation to the next. Mm 
Um, so the ability for an individual to buy a home, to own a home, is one of the major ways to climb out of that that hole of poverty, break that cycle. Um, mm -hmm. Now I know that in in Africa and in Uganda specifically that there's a huge housing shortage, right? Uh, there's yeah. a real deficit. Um, and as I understand it, the deficit is, is more than 2 million, or about two and a half million homes. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's growing. Uganda alone. So paint the picture for us. What What is this situation? Uh, either in Uganda, Africa, or on a global scale, whatever you choose. So, so what is interesting is that the world is urbanizing fast. 50% of Africa's population will live in cities by 2050. This is not very far. This is just 30 years away from where we are. But if you look at the way the cities are growing, and some of them, like Kampala, is now almost 6 million people. But the shortage of housing, people are living in square. People are living in sprawling slums. And if you look at the numbers, the numbers are almost like 40% for some cities, and for Kampala could be as high as 75%. And when we talk about owning a home, living in a city, you want access to water, access to uh, electricity, access to street lights, access to a, 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 an internet connection, a fiber connection. These things cannot be provided until we have planned housing, until we have housing at, 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 that, that is, that, that is well-planned. And then the, the other problem that I actually see is that unlike other cities in the West, or if you're talking about German or the UK, we don't have a stock of homes that have been available and are being added on. So we have first generation homes. Every first person has to first build a first generation home. Because if you want to sell and buy a home, you either build it or there is nothing you can be able to buy from the market. So what we have decided as, as, is to say, okay, can we work on, on providing the stock? What cities need to work on is to provide the stock for homes. So that when somebody needs to get in, when a financial needs to finance mortgages, there are actually homes that have been developed. So that's the problem that we see in cities, that until we have this stock of homes in the market, we can't talk about affordable housing, and it will be difficult. And also, we have to remember that housing is also a social security issue, that if, you, if you're going to go and work hard and retire without your own home, you can't really have retirement that you can enjoy. So we actually got into the problem by first looking at retirement and looking at micro-pension, which led us to look at housing. Ooh, this is a big problem. And that's why we started tackling this problem. So, I mean, could, very well said. I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, the, the reality is uh, that people need to be able to, or cities, communities, need to be able to build housing stock. Um, otherwise, you can't buy it. Um, and you need housing stock that is affordable, right? Like, even, like here in, in Boston, I'll tell you, we're, we're adding a tremendous number of new housing units to the city. Uh, greatest development boom in the city's history. And yet we're focusing, or it seems that we're focusing much more on luxury homes, which is a real problem because... You know, it's it's number one, it's not adding affordable units, but simultaneously by adding luxury condos to the market, you're actually increasing the value of every square inch of the city. So it makes even once affordable homes less affordable. Um, so this this problem, it's 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 everywhere. Every city is facing th this challenge. So what I love about what you've created 
is a mechanism where each person can have the opportunity to help uh, develop more affordable housing. Is that? Uh, tell us a little bit now about about the solution. So, so we, we took a fundamentally up a fundamental approach from fund building, from building a fund. As if you're building a pension fund, you start with a small amount of money and build a corpus over time. So that's the approach. The fund starts small and, and then starts growing. We took the same approach and say the house is like that. If I start with the foundation today, I can be able to add on to some, some bricks. I can be able to add some, some wood and it will also build and it can build a corpus. It can build a fund value. So we said, rather than look at it as a lump sum problem, let's look at it as a problem where we can be able to contribute together and then we build these homes. And you talked about affordability. If I were to go back to our pilot project in Kampala, we are building 24 homes for the price of one condo in Boston, which is uh, 700,000. We are delivering 24 homes out of, out of that. So you, wow. you can imagine we can be able to deliver a home for less than $40,000, a two-bedroom uh, well-developed flat. We can deliver it for just about $40,000. So, so there is an opportunity. So if someone gives me $10, $10 today, and they give me $10 tomorrow, the next week. That person begins building capital for him to own a home in the future. But then another person says, I can pay for the home in two years. And then he starts paying me $1,000, $2,000. When these two meet in the middle, I have created the mechanism to actually don't need necessarily the bank for me to finance me and develop the home. So you have two sides. The first one is the home buyer paying incrementally. And then you have someone making investments of over $100, $200, whatever the amount that then if these two meet together, you can build something incredible. And cities, what, is, what excites me is that cities have a lot of goodwill in their community. And some of these cities have uh, idle land. So if you combine the land that they have and the community they already have, you could find that not only uh, uh, housing becomes an investment option, it's also something that the community can proudly own and say, we did this. And that could be very good within our community. Well, it, it could be transformative, uh, really, yeah. is, is the reality of this. And so just to make sure I understand, so what you've created is both a mechanism for potential or, or want-to-be home buyers to start buying a home in small increments, um, yes. in, in affordable increments, uh, mm -hmm. while simultaneously creating a mechanism for investors who might have a bit more disposable income to put towards this and and receive a return on on mm -hmm. that investment. That's so for sure. There, it, it is possible for therefore both sides, the investor yes. and the home buyer, to generate mm -hmm. their own personal wealth. Yes, and that's what lifts people up. That's that's the beauty. And what we have actually found within our community that we have created, because you, so you start by building a community around. So we built a community around this idea. And we have found that actually the people that are buying homes don't want to just buy homes. They also want to buy a share. They want to invest in the project. So the, someone gives you a payment and he splits it into two. Says, put $1,000 on my home payment. Put $200 on my investment. Say, wow, now this is interesting. So... Let's let's talk about the next challenge when it comes to home ownership. Um, it's it's like for instance when you the the opportunity 
to really generate wealth is when you're using somebody else's money to do it and you get the equity interest, you know, the equity value out of that deal. Um, and what that in housing terms refers to as a mortgage. Um, yes. And to get the mortgage, you first need the down payment. Um, and so if I'm understanding correctly, those incremental payments we're talking about essentially is creating that down payment. But there's still yeah. the mortgage opportunity as well. And as I, I believe I, I saw that there is a, a real shortage, I guess you could call it, of mortgages in Uganda. Uh, which yeah, we have yeah. only 30,000 30, mortgages in a country of 40 million. And when we go to the banks and say, why are you not fu funding affordable homes? They say, where is the stock? So it, it's a, a catch-22 situation when the developers are not doing these homes. And when we say an affordable home in this case, we are looking at homes not more than $50,000. That's what we are looking at. But then they are not there on the market. And so if you don't have the homes, then the financials don't have something to finance. And if, if people don't have a down payment because they didn't have a mechanism to create the down payment, again, you're back to square one. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And so I can see just a tremendous um, ripple effect um, by increasing from 30,000 mortgages in a country of 40 million to even, even if you're talking about 10% uh, of the mm -hmm. population, I mean, it's such a staggering increase of people yeah, generating wealth for themselves. Mm. It's, it's, that's for sure. I mean, that's and not that's transformative just for the family. It's what, transformative for a whole community. Mike, one of the things that we want to show, especially with our innovations, is that while Africa has been a recipient of aid over and over the years, there is an emerging middle class in our, in our market. And they are the people that are going to change the dynamics of the entire game. And if we don't focus on them and focus on, on, on the bread and butter issues, then we are missing an opportunity. Because these are people that are there. They are working in, in multinationals. They are working in, in non-governmental organizations. And they need a service. And if I serve them, then I can help lift a community out and we become self-sufficient as a community. That's, that's what I have to work on. So... I just, I really do love this. So tell me, thinking 10, 20, 30, 50 years from now, let, let's talk about your vision for impact. And, and what can you see if, if 401 Financial Services is, is, you know, making affordable homes available to anybody anywhere? What, what does that mean? What does it mean to the family, the individual? What does it mean to society as a whole? What inspires me and what I want to see is for us to break, to, to, to break the generational curse of poverty, where
and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. Listeners like you are essential to advancing our efforts to drive resiliency and sustainability for all. I ask that you give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever streaming platform you prefer. Your feedback helps us to grow and share these brief previews of what life in the future can be. In addition to thanking our guests today, I want to thank Peter Roy and Demetria Bridges for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and encourage others to also join us each week in previewing the possibilities of tomorrow. Preview of Tomorrow is brought to you by Leading Cities, a global nonprofit driving resilience and sustainability for all by unleashing the potential of the world's cities. Join them at leadingcities.org.